a headgum podcast. Hey, Stang, you know when we wake up in the morning and you just want that sweet cereal treat? You know, like when we were kids, you just want that again. But as an adult, you're like, man, I can't be putting that kind of garbage in my system anymore. No, and it's it's really heartbreaking because that was my jam growing yeah. up, getting that crunch going, picking out some kind of goofy flavor, some kind of wild flavor that I would uh, have and it'd be all sweet and yummy. Like it right. was like a dessert, but it, the trick was it was a meal, but I can't be messing with those carbs. I now. can't. I can't be messing with any of that stuff right now, especially since a lot of my day is spent at home and trying to be better and focus on eating better and being feeling better. And that's hard with a very sugary cereal to start the day. So you know, what's helped me out. I think I do. Magic Help spoon, baby. Magic, magic spoon. spoon. Yes. Ma- yep. Magic spoon is this an, it's incredible cereal. And uh, let me give you a couple of, let me give you a little couple of tidbits on magic. Give some spoon. boom, boom points. I'll give, let me get some boom points on this magic spoon cereal that Eugene and I have been going crazy over. Zero sugar, zero, 12 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Plus there's four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I mean, it, it tastes amazing. And honestly, it's too good to be true. Yeah, these, these, uh, it's keto friendly, it's gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb and GMO free. So any of your freeze that you're everybody's got different freeze they're looking out for these days. Yeah. Magic Spoon has got you covered. I'm a blueberry guy myself. I'm it's a, a controversial guy. choice. Yes. Cocoa's delicious. Blueberry controversial. I got to tell you, I thought like, who cares about blueberry? I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I tried it. My number one choice, blueberry. I like there them all, go. but blueberry's number one. Hey, I want the Bell Babies out there to tell us what your flavor, favorite flavor is. And you want a little bit more to help you out with that? You go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells to grab your variety pack so you can try all of them and try them today and make sure that you use the promo code dumbbells at checkout to get free shipping. Get that free shipping. Get the variety pack. Let us know what your favorite flavor is. And then you'll be on this Magic Spoon ride, baby. Yeah, and listen, we're making a lot of proclamations about Magic Spoon, how much we enjoy it, um, how much it's rocked our little worlds. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code dumbbells for free shipping. And uh, we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast and enjoy the episode, dudes. Yeah. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind, we're not doctors ever claim to be. Nope. Just a couple of dumbbells. Love ourselves some fitness. Want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. Now. Now, yeah. baby. Um, you know, and, and here we are, um, still in quarantine, still trying to figure everything out. And, um, and we took a week off. Last took a week, week off yeah. Um, to focus on things that were way more important than what we could talk about um, and what we could say um, about the current state of the world and our world right now in our world here in, in the U.S. and how we feel about each other and equality. And so we felt like it was a good time for us to just 
take an unrest day, as we put it, to um, focus on something more important. And um, it, it felt it felt weird scrambling to put an episode together and pretend like something wasn't going on or to try to ham fist some discussion without having a chance to think about it yet. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we took a pause and and looked into what we could do, um, you know, in the short term and then also in the long term. And it is all about health. We focus on yeah. health and, and that means mental health. That means physical health. And that just means um, a, the idea of feeling good. We want you to feel good. We want the bell babies out there. We want Ryan and I want to feel good. And um, you can't feel good with the things that are happening right now, but you can feel good about being part of um, the change. And one of the things that we feel like we can do is give um, people platforms to speak their mind and their thoughts about what's going on because what, the environment that we're in affects the way that we live our life. And if we want to be in a good place to live our life, we need to listen to um, the voices that are out there. So um, we were lucky that a past guest, good friend of mine, um, castmate on Tacoma FD, Marcus Henderson, um, was uh, has been saying great things um, on his Instagram and always has um, made um, thoughtful has said thoughtful things uh, to make you think about, you know, where he's coming from and 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 the ideas that he has. And uh, we wanted to give that platform to him. So um, our live part of the episode that was live um, yesterday is um, is uh, still available, so you can watch it. But um, we uh, also um, have it. We're going to add to it here. Uh, when we we started talking with Marcus, and we're just going to give it to you in the entirety of the whole conversation because every moment of it is great. Uh, so we don't want to cut it short. Um, also, we wanted to let you know that this episode obviously started with an ad, and we're going to have another ad after the um, the the part with Marcus. Know that one hundred percent of um, the money that we receive from the ads. Um, is going to um, to charity, so um, we are donating it. And uh, and if you look at the Instagram, um, and if you look at the description of this episode, you'll see exactly who we're donating to and uh, and what cause we're focused on. And we're going to continue to do that as well. Yep. So we're going to look into it tonight. Uh, you guys, if you, if you are thinking about donating, there's a bunch of different resources you can use, but stuff gets updated and changed and some places are really well funded, so they don't need as much help and others need more. So Eugene and I are going to look at something tonight to figure out uh, where to send this, but we'll, we'll, we'll send a, we'll put a link in our um, Instagram post or something, or at least let you know what it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So we're going to be focused on a different one every episode. Um, so you know that that's where we're coming from. And we, you don't need to do that for us or let us know if you've done it like you do you. Um, we're going to focus gonna on us. what we, yeah, focus on what we think is right and what we're doing to help. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So um, the following is the part uh, with, with Marcus. Please listen to the whole thing. Please listen
live on YouTube. Live on it, it says live on YouTube for me. Like, oh yeah, I've been I've been live on YouTube. You've been live. I've been live. I just got live. <laughs> I've been um, live since nine to five. <laughs> you know? Um. Yep. And if you can or can't hear, that's uh, my son screaming in the other room that he's ready to be live on YouTube and he might be running in here. So we'll see what happens, but we do have Marcus Henderson here live with us live on YouTube. Um, and you know, I just, um, I just wanted to talk to my friend and, and I think that the people who subscribe and listen to the dumbbells know that, you know, we talk, we, actively talk about everything and anything we can about being healthy, you know, and that means mentally healthy and that means, you know, physically healthy. And yeah, maybe there's a honey bun somewhere in one of our homes right now, but that doesn't necessarily, that's not a bad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, God. oh, multiple. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Nice, man. What a disaster. Um, what a confession. What a confession. But that, but, hey. but, but we're here and we want to talk to well, you. I brought my dumbbell. Ooh. Oh, hey. So what that's that? the balance. What is that? 35 pounds? That's 35, baby. Damn. 35. That's, val- that's valuable, man. He's literally just throwing it around, too. Like, I mean, you could probably get 500 bucks for that, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, too. Yeah. If, it's oh, impossible to get that shit right now. It's still mm-hmm. tricky. It's still tricky. It is real tricky. That's what I heard. I was trying to get a bench, man. And like everything I saw, I was just like, I don't know if I want that bench. I need to like be able to like. I know. Get out yeah. on it or something like that, man. You want yeah, to be it's... able to go to a store and get it, <laughs> you know, test it out. That's yeah. not even happening right now. They don't even but... let you sit down on stuff when you go inside of places, though, man. Like, Don't sit on that. Or is that just me? Is that just the racism? Yeah. Still happening in America. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sit on that. That's that's what we wanted to address is going to a Dick's Sporting Goods and not being able to sit <laughs> right. on the benches. Well, they got that's that name for a reason. You yeah. know. Yeah. Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah. Yeah. We're not using riches. our platform. Yeah. We're using our platform for a good cause and that, you know, making yeah. sure anybody can use a chair anywhere. We try want, it out. We want to make sure that anybody can jump on whatever elliptical they want in the dicks. That's <laughs> an elliptical dick. <laughs> what do they know with dicks? Do they know it's like their name? You know, they is have it? To. Come on, they, right? They gotta they, know. They, they play some sort of like yeah. play on words with a commercial or ad yeah, at some yeah. point. They had to. They got it. I mean, that's the only one that's lasted, right? Because Sports Authority. Yeah, that one's yeah. closed down. Sports mm-hmm. Chalet is closed down. I, I, I mean, I'll be on. Speaking of normal, I mean, normal, but like these um, corporations that are closing down and all this stuff because of COVID. But let's be honest: if COVID didn't get rid of soup plantation, this week would have gotten rid of soup plantation, <laughs> right? Soup plantation will be gone regardless during this two months. <laughs> they weren't gonna make it. They yeah. weren't. It's no way. It's There's no way. No way. <laughs> no way. Nobody wants yeah. to start with that big of a salad either. <laughs> <laughs> we knew what they were doing. Yeah, we knew ripping it. us off. Man, uh, oh my goodness! But they got to yeah, feel. Man. They got to feel lucky that they <laughs> that like it was 
the buffet style eating yeah. that ended yeah. them as opposed to their <laughs> right. horribly racist name. <laughs> like, right. no, nah, we, we, we ended okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the buffets that was our problem. It was the buffets. Well, uh, and they had sweet tomatoes, half of them. Why not go all the way with sweet tomatoes? I don't know. I what don't was know. that? What a weird fight. What a weird fight. What a weird fight. It's a weird time, man. Um, yeah, it is a weird time. But Marcus, we are so happy that you are here too. I mean, A, talk to me, see me, be here. We get to talk quite a bit, and we have been in contact with everything, even us just being crazy with our kids at home. But uh, yeah, yeah. But right now, you know, you've been, if you are um, a dumbbells listener, a bell baby out there, and you had, and Marcus has been on the show before, but if you don't follow him on Instagram, um, he's been posting some great content of just his thoughts and um, and I've been re- reposting them because uh, they're fantastic. I mean, it's just a it's it's just a voice and a view that is unique to him, but also not to the situation. So um, it's just like a different, you know, and it's just like a. I don't know, like just the way that you have been able to um, articulate it um, for people who might just not want to hear somebody angry or are offended by an angry, angry voice in that way, too. I think I think that's one of the things that, you know, sort of plays a, a role into, you know, my whole life I've had to because I'm a, a bigger guy. And I'm a bigger black dude. I've always had to like sort of find a way to come off as non-threatening. You know, like that's like the forefront of my mind. I, I can meet you and be like, hey, how you doing, Ryan? But I'm not thinking like I'm not present because the first thing I'm thinking is make sure that I am de-escalating, you know, this situation right now, even though there's nothing hostile about it. Right. But I just feel that whatever it is that makes people feel that way i want to find a code i want to find the cheat code you know and how to get through this life without feeling discriminated against so i'm a i'm a beat the discrimination before it can even come to me kind of thing right yeah but that you know anybody with common sense knows that that's bullshit and you can't do it no matter what you try so i've always my whole life have had a, a complex about like all right man you know I want to be taken the way that I that I am presenting myself and not the way someone assumes that I am. So uh, I think that's a that's what really calls to the wanting to be articulate about a point. And the crazy thing is, is that I've had several of conversations behind closed doors where I'm like, oh, my God, like that. That's it. That's the answer. I wish I could share it. But you know what, man, like. Ultimately, I found that it's not my destiny to figure out America's shit. <laughs> it's not my destiny to make sure that, you know, you know, that 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 there that people have comfort in the world right now. Like that's not my destiny. What my destiny is, is I'm I feel very strong that I am supposed to be here to be an example for whatever reason, like I'm here to be an example and, 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 and just live my life. 
and and people can see like you know most of the people now where i'm from they're like man you from where i'm from that's inspiration just to watch you doing what you're doing right now because yeah. people where i'm from don't do what i do yeah and that's and that's just a fact you know what i mean like they, there are other avenues to do things but specifically like leaving st louis going to yale going to hollywood doing nobody has done that so and, and i'm quite aware of it but i don't let that be the thing where i say that that's the thing that's gonna i'm gonna go out here and teach everybody no like I, i'm just gonna keep living my life and hopefully that's an example to young boys and girls from where i'm from to say like okay this is this is what I want to, this is, I can do this because Marcus did it. And wow. it's, in this sense, no, it's no extra to that. It's just simple. It's a really simple formula, wow. you know? It's, so it's, it's been, a, it's just been me and my thoughts and, and just like, you know, and then I had the encouragement of a friend of mine who, who was just like, this is not, we're not hearing this in the conversation. You know, I've been reading this book, uh, which is a, it's one of those esoteric books, man. But, uh, but it talks about force. And, you know, I talked about it in the live where, you know, it says that force unregulated uh, is basically a harm to itself. And the people's blind force needs a compass. It needs intellect in order to like steer its direction. Wow, man. Nobody, nobody thinks like, yeah, like you see protesters out there. Hell yeah. They out there. They mad as hell. They ain't got nothing else. You know, like, I think that a person goes to protest because they innately in their body literally cannot do anything else but go out there and just do something. Yeah. Like, that's that's that to me is like the science behind it. So if that's the case, OK, that's that what that person is feeling. But if I don't have that feeling in me, should I still be out there? No. No, you you in order to be out there, you have to feel that. And if you don't feel that, then it's another way for you. There's another avenue for you. Yeah. And that's what oh, you wow. have to like kind of be in tune to. And, and 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 it's hard when there's a cacophony of voices telling you what you should be doing. When yeah. you don't really just let everything be quiet and listen to the real voice that you need to hear inside you. You know, it'll tell you what's right. It'll tell you the things that you need to know. But you got to li- you got to learn how to listen to yourself. And not listen to the media, not listen to your parents, which were their parents and their parents before that. Not listen to your friends or not listen to the two black friends that you may have that have an opinion about. Like, no, listen to yourself in just the knowledge. Yes. And then, like, let it let let it uh, let it come from a real true place, you know. And I, I think that's 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 mainly what I was trying to encourage was that your intellect is your experience and your experience is what ultimately guides you through everything you do. And if you lack something in your experience, then it is so important to listen. It is so important to listen so that you can gain that knowledge and you can start moving through the world with that experience because now it's shared. You see, if I tell you a story about where I'm from and how I grew up and things like that, you now have the knowledge of something that isn't in your in your uh, uh, tool bag. Or maybe it is in your tool bag, but you didn't know that that's how the tool worked. Yeah. That becomes a shared experience. And now you have the intellect to guide your ship. It's it's, it's, yeah, it just seems like it's that's 
that's kind of, that was my message. That was my message. Yeah. So interesting. I, something that jumped out at me, I talked to Eugene a little bit and Eugene and I talk all the time, obviously, but, um, but something on purpose, not on purpose, accidental, just talking, we hear the person. Yeah. It's weird. Like you pick up the phone and then all of a sudden you're on there. You're like, wait, hearing you and I, I've heard Eugene talk about it, having to be, uh, the, the, an expectation or mouthpiece, for to represent like an entire group and have that that have that pressure or that burden and you know you talk people talk about white privilege and you know there's different examples that we could point to financially and all these things about how i've benefited but another thing is man i i don't ever have that pressure as a white like i can just live my life nobody expects me to speak on behalf of white people I, i can just i can live i can be successful i can just be a dad and there's no pressure there that's a lot of fucking pressure to have on you to to you know and that like one of the benefits of like that kind of white privilege is that there's i don't experience any of that pressure you know yeah and that's and that's bullshit i mean you should you be able to do whatever you want you know if you want to if you want to speak on behalf of a group if you want to protest if you want to do whatever fine but you should also just be able to be a successful person in whatever your career choosing is you know mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. have to waste any energy or thought on on anything you know unless you unless you choose to or at your leisure or when you want and I think that's one of those, you know, having these like conversations and, and talking to people and getting uncomfortable, I think is good because then I start to realize like, oh, beyond just like the, the financial me- metrics or the property metrics or whatever, there's also, there's like a spiritual burden that, that people of co- color are having to like face that as a white person, you don't have to, you know? Well, I think that, I think the, I think you, here, here's, here's where my, uh, uh, where my friendly nudge of a challenge comes out in the idea of how we think about this. Right. So for instance, uh, you travel, right. You travel around the country at all. Do you you go out and you do things like you go to the South and you might go to this place or that place. And then you might come in contact with black people. Right. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that, uh, and I, I think I said something to Eugene about this before is like, as a person of color, I immediately have to take mental notes. I immediately have to go like, what type of person are you immediately? Not, and, and we all kind of judge the person that's in front of us. Right. You know, already, but it, it's a different type of like mental note. This person is obviously not thinking about, you know, like this, the space between us and like what the dynamic is between us and things like mm-hmm. that. It's he's just, like you said, you don't have to think about these things. So you can just kind of go and do whatever. Right. Right. I challenge that you actually do think about these things when you meet a black person and think, all right, it's not a, uh, and not in a white savior complex kind of way either, but like in a way of like, I I'm seeing you for the first time and I know we share different experiences, but just hearing them as a human and saying like, maybe, maybe there is something that I am supposed to learn from this person. Maybe there's something, it's, it's a, it's a connection Mm -hmm. that, that has to happen. Yeah. Before you even come in contact, it's like if you see them across the room and you all know you're about to talk to each other, there's a connection in your mind that you have to have with them and knowing that I I want to get to know this person. I want to get to know. I want to hear what they have to say. A lot of times I feel like white people have this sort of like nonchalant, like Joe Rogan, for instance. I love Joe Rogan. I love listening to him. But sometimes I listen to his podcast. It becomes problematic for me because it's stuff that they're talking about that I'm just kind of like. Well, 
I think maybe if you had a different perspective on that, you would think differently about it because, you know, not everybody is a, is a bottom feeder. You know what I mean? Not everybody yeah. that you come in contact with that is on hard times or every homeless person you see is, is just like helpless or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. There, there is a full three dimensional story happening with a person in front of you. And you can have the idea of like, well, I'm white dude. I don't even have to care about this. But then I challenge you to actually like to, to, to say, I'm going to think about these things walking into the situation. Yeah. When you go to the gym and just saying what's up to somebody that you see on a regular basis, like, you know, you see a black dude, don't, don't just want to know this black dude's life because it's like, oh, this is the thing to do. But it's like, I genuinely am making a connection with you, like his name, this person, you know, like it's, it's something about it, man, that I know <laughs> I had this thought, right? Like, what if like all this is happening and they start like white people start getting a hold of like the games that we play when we walk into a room, you know, like I know personally, I walk into a room, I see one black person and see a white I'm doing like this. I'm looking for him. But I imagine what if white people start seeing us playing that game when we come in and they're like, oh yeah, I see him too. Oh yeah. I see, I see what you guys are doing. It's like, oh shit, the game is up. <laughs> Gig is up. <laughs> but you know, like that's that's the type of thing I'm talking about. It's just like being able to be a full human just like that. But also like having the idea that I care in the world. I I what I do matters. You know what I mean? You might be the first white person that some, some black kids meet. Right. And that's, and, and you don't think about that kind of pressure, but that that's the kind of pressure that, that you probably should have to put on yourself. And the idea of like, okay, man, like I'm gonna make sure that like, you know, they know that like not all white people are, you know, fucking like whatever about your life, you know, like, you know, I can, I can go back to this part of town while you stay in this part of town, but you know, it's it's that kind of thing that I think is is called for when I hear uh, when I hear that. But not saying that you are in that space at all. But it's just when I hear that, I think, yeah, man, what if what if a white person started to actually put that type of pressure on themselves to say, uh, you know, I'm I am encountering a black person, like you said. Uh, uh, we talked yesterday about. You know, if a person sees me in this mask walking outside and they decide to cross the street because, you know, of whatever bias or fear, like challenge yourself to stay on the side of the sidewalk and and just know whatever was meant to happen will happen. Because trust me, if somebody was trying to rob you, going across the street ain't going to keep you safe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you that secret, not white people. If if you see somebody and you cross the street because you think it would be safer... (laughs) You will be robbed regardless if yeah. that was that person's intention. If it's anything, if anything, work. yeah, if anything, you've just tracked me to know that you are already scared. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But yeah, and, and and that is the thing, like where it's just like and we we also talked about like safety and what, what that means of crossing the street or like moving faster or whatever, like that instinct to protect yourself shouldn't be based on race. It should just be based on that feeling inside of you. That's just going, I am walking down a street by myself at night. It doesn't matter what comes out of the, you know, the trees. It could be a fucking bear 
I'm <laughs> staying away from that tree. That's okay. Yeah. But if it's three o'clock in the afternoon on fucking La Cienega, thank yeah. you. It's <laughs> like don't don't cross it. Come on, yeah. man. If Marcus yeah, is, is at the fucking you know intent in, intelligentsia fucking cafe, <laughs> there's no need to go to the other side of the street. No need to do that, man. He's already overpaid. You should walk over him and and, and say he's overpaid for that latte. <laughs> if anything, help him out. Yeah, be like, people- bro. Get something else. People just need to do like an anecdotal experiment where you think, how many people do I know in my friend group have ever had a violent encounter because of not crossing the street? Zero, probably zero. No, but I can't think of anybody. So there it is right there. I was going to think too, I was thinking too, like you're talking about how when you meet somebody, you, you, you felt like you were at a deficit and you had to do a lot of work to kind of you know, try to win them over or show that you weren't, you know, that you weren't a threat or whatever. And the, the kind of, you know, how that sucks. Well, you're right. So as, you know, as a white person, like encountering black people, and if, if it is your first experience dealing with a white person, I should, you know, I should adopt that same level of de- deficit, you know, and just make, make sure it's a positive experience for everybody. Yeah. And then we all benefit. I mean, the, be- you know, the, the, the side product of that is, or the offshoot of that is, is that, people are more happy. You have a better experience with somebody. Right. That's not bad. You want to be a pleasant person to this yeah, person? I know. Because, oh, wow. Yeah. It's fucking nice. Yeah. Well, oh, what an awful thing to have to endure, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Crazy, man. You know, it, it's sort of like uh, the other point that I made on the, the other video I did was um, I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine, uh, you know, one of my best friends who's uh, uh, Iranian-American, uh, first generation, and, you know, he, he's under the, you know, like he's, he's passed, he's got, he's, he's had that past that some people feel when they're in those white spaces where like, all right, I'm not, I'm not the, the person they're discriminating against, you know, in this moment, you know, but if you are uh, other in those white spaces, you know what that shit feels like, mm-hmm. you know, what that discrimination feels like it, it gets masked, you know, it gets like kind of pushed over. But at the end of the day, when you go home and you got to like fucking look at yourself in the mirror after some bullshit, like, you know, that's, that's, that's where it happens, you know, and that's for, that's for anybody, you know, that in those spaces, when you go home by yourself, you got to really ask your question. Am I eating, am I eating this red pill and waking up, and saying that no, I don't want to do this shit anymore. Or do? Or are you gonna keep eating that blue pill? Yeah. And going like, you know what? It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. But it is you. It's always gonna be you. Yeah. You know. And until until you can take that red pill and get uncomfortable and go, you know what, man? Actually, that was messed up what you said. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think. I don't think a lot of people think about this from when I was, but because, you know, my best friend's Middle Eastern American, uh, he, the night that we were in LA, uh, the night uh, Osama bin Laden got killed and we were showcasing, uh, uh, cause that's what they do. We get with NYU and UCSD and Yale law get together and do a showcase. And we were, uh, we were riding from Santa Monica. Cause we just had our alumni thing and, we were riding from Santa Monica back to the Magic Castle Hotel and we get the news on the radio. It like just interrupts everything on the radio. It's like news from the White House and Obama's giving his speech. And I kid you not, my friends' text messages start blowing up from our classmates like, dude, 
dude, right before the, your work, the work you're going to get is going to be crazy. That's what they were thinking about. Are you oh fucking kidding me? Oh, no. Oh, man. And then we get to the hotel and they're erupting like, Bob, you won't believe this. And it's like, nah, man. So I think about that. And I think about like that. You Instead of calling me, instead of hitting me up to apologize, you need to be apologizing to that man because that's an even deeper level. That's 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 beyond blatant racism. That's like that's blind. <laughs> that's a blind driver, man. Yeah, you know, and and that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. So I think that like while people feel all good and well about like apologizing to their black friends, think about those like you know Middle Eastern friends that you made like these Taliban jokes and your Asian friends where you make yeah. these fucking karate jokes or you know like whatever your Jewish friends about being cheap or something like it's all sorts of things that like you just don't think about came from a supremacy of being white. Yeah. Where you're going to feel like the other. Yeah. And some people know what that feels like from just being short or being too skinny. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you have to bring up the short thing like and stare at me. Come on, bro. Fucking Eugene was two feet tall in high school. What what was your, what was, give us the the most staggering uh, number. I was fucking 4'10 until my my junior year. He was 4'10 until his junior year. Middle of sophomore year. I shot up to a. To a real hot five seven. Hey, dude. <laughs> hey, come on, man. You gotta take that five seven, bro. Yeah, no, I live. You in gotta it. take that five bro, seven. I'm telling you, even now, when we when we brought Quincy to the doctor and they said he might be five nine or five ten, I almost started crying. <laughs> I was like, "This is insane! What a day!" You gotta do uh, everything you can uh, to keep that going, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What they say, uh, stunts growth, uh, eating like a bunch of sugar or something like that. You yeah. Yeah. You got to avoid all that. Get them on some hormones or something. Yeah. I'm you know? trying to yeah. keep them off the roids, but the boy's getting thick. So no, nah, man, take, <laughs> take him to KFC, man. Let him have a ball. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be bucked up like Schwarzenegger in no time. Either one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like all of, all of that, all of that, just realization of that, you know, um, People are also being the mo- one of the model minorities in the sense of being there, being around when somebody else is discriminated against and, you know, getting the, the elbow of like, you know what I mean, like to get a yeah. little of that sympathy because down deep they do feel guilty for it, but they just need the backup of somebody of color to, you know, make sure that it's okay. And it's not Absolutely. my job to make you okay. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like to me, <laughs> and I, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about, Eugene. But if you have to ask me if a joke is messed up or not, then guess what? It's a messed up joke. Yeah, yeah. And you have to you have to call that, not me. Right. You know, yeah. so it's it's a it's a it's an interesting thing, man. To uh, and that to is the thing, just, and and like yeah. as artists and as. Um, people doing comedy and as you know people are wondering like then what else is there to joke around about or what else is there to do this or that about it it's like you know what you know what that means that means you're not creative enough yeah get creative you know you'll find something if you are talented at your job and that's me and Mark me and Marcus talking about this yesterday 
let us all get on the same page so and all be equal so I can tell you that you are not good. Yeah. <laughs> I no, just want to be able to tell yet, you, you. I'm going to show you that you're yeah. not good. Because we've been at showing least, for a long time. I, I have to show you already, but like, it's like, give other Filipinos and, um, you know, more people of color the opportunity so that I can beat them at the job. I just want to be able to show you that I'm still the best regardless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give me, don't, you know, I don't, I don't need, don't give me. And if somebody else beats me to it because everybody is equal, then fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. for a competition because that's all we do is compete. Like it's in our bones. And I feel like that's one of the things that, you know, is scaring that generation uh, or the generation that is still, you know, is still so focused on the, um, of, of being um, the victims in this or not all this is bad or not all that is bad or, you know, and yeah. it's just like, it's not about that. It, you're afraid for your livelihood because of this. Yeah. And that is because if you really look down deep in yourself, you don't feel like you're as good as some of the people that you've had to step on to get to where you are. Yeah. So yeah. be a rude awakening. Get it's ready. Yeah. An awakening. Really. I, yeah, I think people need to know that that the change is inevitable, but the, your personal growth is optional. So right. it's shit's gonna fucking change now. Whether you choose to grow, you know, you might as well fucking grow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the change is inevitable. The growth is optional. It's a it's an interesting thing because you know at the uh, at the top of or at the end of 2019, there were over 570 shows or something like that that were like ready to go or greenlit going through the cycles of Hollywood. And it's like, you mean 570 scripts that are ready to like be shot and dispersed amongst studios and, 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 and production companies and such like that. And you mean to tell me that there is an equal, there isn't any room for equal opportunity or, 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 or just more employment for, for people like, like, so we have to use the same faces over and over and over for every project. But see, that's the thing is that there's a, there's a certain respect that people have for certain work that they don't have for other work. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the biggest example I can use is Tyler Perry, right? Like the, the black people are so split on Tyler Perry, at least in, in my circles of like, I never do work for Tyler Perry. And then there are people who are like, I can't wait to work for Tyler Perry. And it's just like people, but there is such a, a judgment on his work and how he chooses to do it. Business wise, I think Tyler Perry is the man. I think he has cracked the code and he is doing it. And I applaud his, his success. And, and I hope it continues. Uh, as far as like artistically, I'm not necessarily in the same wheelhouse, which, and that's okay. That's yeah. okay. But I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to depend on him for work. I shouldn't right. have to depend on him to tell all the stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? It shouldn't, that, that nobody should be that wizard of Oz. Yeah. Right. It should just be, it should just be, man. Should, we should be able to have these stories. I look at a movie like Arrival and I love Amy Adams, but damn, how come a woman of color couldn't play that? How come someone we never heard of of color, and I'm not yeah. just saying black. I'm just saying of color. Play that role. Yeah. 
five, five people, just five names just go into my head like, oh, shit, why not try it? But the reason, the reason why not before is because who that is marketed to is a demographic that is not including us. Do you know what I mean? But but see, that's the thing. It's like they don't even give us access. That's, That's what I mean. So now we're in the place where hopefully it's like that that demographic of like, you know, um, and, and it does come out to who's who can buy a house and who can get a job and who can get paid for certain jobs. The, the, the demographic that you're appealing to right now is a white man between 18 and, and 40, 50 or something, because that's who's spending the money, but that's because that's who has the money. And, you know, it goes all the way back. So as soon as that system is changed, then the arrival can have people of color because we realize that that's what it's not about, you know, who has the money. Cause you know, that, that should be able to change. I mean, it's the same thing of like, you know, I was talking to Trish about, starting out and having to audition for a bunch of commercials. And, you know, I was told that, you know, I'm not going to book anything because I am not the demographic who buys these products, you know? And it's like, you know, it's crazy though. Or I'm the fourth one. And that's what Matt, you know, like, you know, they'll make sure that there's two white guys and then the third friend is a black guy. And then maybe fourth or fifth will be Latino, Asian or something. And even that, if it's specific because it's Tecante, then they'll have the Hispanic guy in third. So they'll have white, black, Hispanic. And then they're like open, you know, open to the rest of the X-Men after that. You know what I'm saying? I I, 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 Totally see that. But you know what's crazy, though? Um, and this is this is where I'm going to get into trouble because it's always like white people always reference Will Smith for some reason. But the point that I'm trying to make is that there I can't remember who the producer was, but it was a guy, one of the producers on Independence Day. And he really wanted Will Smith for the lead. It wasn't it wasn't written for a black character. It was just it was just the guy. It was just the hero of the movie. And he's like, I think Will Smith is a guy. I think he can do it. And all the people at Universal or whatever, the studio heads are like, no, we can't. We can't have a black man and it. it'll kill foreign. Like, it won't do well foreign. And he's like, Will Smith's fucking superstar. It's got to be him. So anyway, hard fought battle. They got him in it. And he ended up being the big, one of the biggest fucking stars in the world. And they just assumed that people weren't ready for it. But it was like, I, I went to that movie opening day with all my white friends. We loved him. You know, it wasn't any, nobody, it was, you know, and just took this guy, you know, it took them you know, taking a quote unquote risk, even though there's no real risk involved yes. and just casting it. And that's, you know, that movie's, that's what was special about that is because it was just a guy. It was just anybody, you know, it, it wasn't written specifically black or anything. It was just a great, it was a good character and they got the best actor to play it and yeah. it ended up being a fucking huge, you know, it's a movie grossed a billion dollars. It's like a, it's, it's so, it's so disheartening, man, to hear like, how like constantly they say that like, you know, they can't fund movies or they can't do certain movies or they can't do this movie because they can't put this person because uh, 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 this doesn't work. And they constantly say that as an excuse, or at least that's the remedy that the films that actually do put black people in the forefront or put a person of color in the forefront. Like they, they say that, Oh, they say this movie can't be made. But we prove them wrong, like you know, i.e., Get Out or Black Panther or something like that. Like, obviously, you can put a black lead in something; it'll do well. Uh, 
they haven't shown us the movie where, I mean, well, yes, they did. They did. They said Catwoman with Halle Berry was the worst movie with a person of color leading. So I, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but <laughs> that was a weird fucking movie. If she got the, if she got somebody good that was making that movie, that was, you know, like yeah, if she that's... got the real Catwoman movie made, it yeah. would have been a hit. She was yeah. perfect. I think I think the writer, whoever the writer is of that one, is that and the director is at fault for that too. They fucked that one up. That they was that, that was up. a no brainer. If she got, but like it was Tim almost Burton like they did it on purpose or something like that, yeah. just so they could say like, see, it doesn't work. Sure, but that's they keep saying it doesn't work. But like, even if you try it and it doesn't work that one time, it's one time out of the five hundred movies a year that are greenlit. One time. Yeah, it's like, you, know, you give it a chance. So it's so it's so confusing to me. As and I also and the fact that that there's two issues with that of it doesn't work. What is it? And they said this couldn't work. Who's they? they? Like yeah. both of those things are are the fact that that both of those words are accepted, and we're not questioning who they are, and we're not questioning what it is. Is yeah. What has to happen now? Basic you know? big example I can think of when that happened, and I just felt like I can never support this dude. Uh, George Lucas went on uh, The Daily Show like some years ago. You remember that movie Red Tails that he produced? Yeah. Was that the plane one? Like yeah, the, the one with yeah. Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah. Uh, he literally went on television, pandered to black people, and then basically cried for his money back. You need to go see this film or I won't get my money back in movies like this just won't get made. And it was like, what? Probably the best George Lucas impression I think I've ever heard. (laughs) I've never in my life have heard of anybody (laughs) going on TV and begging for their money back from the people. Like, I made this for you. (laughs) Shit. Are you serious? Like, it is so, like, it's so stuff like that, man. It just, like, you you see that kind of behavior throughout your life, and you just kind of go, like, man, this is hopeless, dude. Like, yeah, you, you want to you be in a really hopeless place, but I, I just refuse to lose hope, man. I refuse to lose hope. And, you know? and, and humanity, hopefully, because, you know, there is, you know, there are issues with other countries in the world. But in every country and every place, you know, there's people that hate each other and love each other. But humanity wise, what you have learned over any history, if it's given to us or thrown in our face or whatever, that there has always been people who are focused on changing as individuals and, you know, and and treating each other fairly and loving each other and that kind of stuff. And with that mentality even the people that you think are never going to change, you hope that because human nature is human nature that they will. You know what I mean? It yeah. is that one of those things where it's just like, don't become my best friend because now the aliens are here <laughs> and we have to stand together as the human race. We are already the human race. Let's stand together. You yeah, know what I mean? let's do it now before the aliens come. Let's go because they're coming. They're we coming, saw that. Man. We saw that shit. We saw that shit. And some of these memes are hilarious of, People being like, what next, us? You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Everything's getting exposed, dude. You know? Yeah. And and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, I I have to remember 
you know, I don't know if, you know, whoever's at home listening and, and they feel like, you know, get angry about stuff because it's infuriating when you yeah. like literally see Dylan Roof, who killed nine black people in a church, get walked out mm. in not even in handcuffs, I don't think. And then you hear that he got like a fucking whopper or something from Burger King on the way to the police station. Yeah. And and then like you like you just and then the images of Eric Garner and Philando Castile and George Floyd are all like just just float around in your head thinking like yeah. make it make sense somebody. Yeah. So if you find yourself getting angry about that, you know, try to try to understand that you are connected to the situation, but that that situation is not necessarily connected to you. So meaning meaning that it happened, it was an incident. The incident at hand is over, but the bigger issue is related and it's related to you. So so don't don't get so angry that you want to like shut off or shut down or detach or desensitize yourself to it. Try to try to, you know, one of my remedies is I speak out loud what I'm grateful for my gratitude, and it could be the smallest things to the biggest things. The biggest thing being your life. Be grateful that you're alive right now and that you have the opportunity to make a change or do something at this time. Because again, we're on very creative, fertile ground right now. And and just, 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 just find what it is that you can be grateful for. Because you start speaking that out loud, you start to recognize that what you're grateful for, like, is really it really outweighs what you can be angry about you know what i mean and yeah. it's not it's not that's not another trick to kind of like numb your senses or dull you down because this is a sharp moment and we got a lot more people on our side now than you know two three years ago so yeah. you know I, I remember when the mike brown case happened you know or when that situation went on, like I marched around Sherman Oaks with a fucking cardboard sign because I was so angry. I didn't know what to do. And I was depressed because every day there was something on the news about where I was from. And it was an absolute lie. Like, that's not true. And then when I actually went home to look at what Ferguson had become, it was literally a block of damage that the yeah. looters had done. Right. It was like, come on, man. So, it, it, you know, I just I just put this word out there to encourage those who who might feel angry, who might feel so lost in, in the sauce of, of what they are being fed that uh, you kind of lose where you are. Just just take a step back. Know that you're OK. And, and the fight has to continue. You have to keep being uncomfortable. You have to pace yourselves because you're going too hard, too fast. You don't want to drop out the race. You can't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? This is a marathon, not a sprint. Somebody was like, ah, oh, you know, I was talking to one of my friends just a second ago and he was trying to like, he's like, I mean, I don't know what to say because I mean, like, I don't have any fast solutions. And I said, brother, there's no fast solutions. To this. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bust your bubble on this, but this is going to be an uncomfortable ride. <laughs> this is a roller coaster, man. And ain't yeah. no roller coaster say that this is going to be safe and comfortable. And don't worry, at the end of all of this, you're going to be okay. No no roller coaster says that. A roller coaster gives you a warning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. That some shit might get fucked up. And, yeah. in the, and in any case that something does get fucked up, you can't sue us because this is just what it is. Right. Yeah. 
and put your sunglasses and put your sunglasses in your pocket. Put your sunglasses in your motherfucking pocket. Because you're going to lose that and your hat. And you're going to take this ride. <laughs> At least you get a picture, though. The picture yeah, is yeah. Hey, there's a point where you get a picture, but, you know. Does anybody buy the picture anymore? Or does everybody just take a picture? Everybody of just the takes picture? a picture of the picture. Oh, man. Really? I buy the picture, man. You buy it? I still buy it, even if it's shitty, because I'm just like, <laughs> I want the little cardboard thing. Sure. Yeah. It is. yeah, I yeah. like it. <laughs> I like that shit. Um, yeah. And, and that and it does relate to that. It is a marathon. And, and you know, especially speaking of our what this podcast is and was and will be going forward. It, it is in that mentality of like, it's not, if you want a better life, you have to work on it every day. Yeah. And there's going to be those pitfalls of moments where you stop eating well, or you stop exercising, or you stop, you know, and then there's going to be a moment where it's going to hit you in the face where you realize that you've gone too far. And the only person that can change that is you, right. you know, and that's it. And there's going to be moments where there's going to be some fuck ups, man. And and that's okay. You're a human being. And it's just that if you're learning and staying on the right side of it, and you know that even when you fuck up, that you can change for the better, then change. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, you know, like that. I think one of the things too, is like that pressure of, you know, like the permission that one has to give themselves actually truly believe in order to change. You know, um, a lot of times, like, you know, remember when we had our talk at the last uh, Dumbbells interview I did where we talked about the soda and it was like, it's not like you can't have the soda. Like you can have it. You give yourself the permission to have the soda because you worrying about not having the soda or if you should have the soda is actually doing more damage than just drinking the fucking soda in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, give yourself permission, you guys, like give yourself permission to not know what to do at the moment. Give yourselves permission to, to be angry or, or, or feel like, all right, I am going to go to the protests and then realize maybe I don't want to be at these protests right now. And then leave, like give yourself permission to still live life. But all, all that is being asked of you now is to be more aware. Just the conscious space that you hold. Expand it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you, and you live it. And it's, it is about you. And that's what it is. And it's like you don't have to apologize to anyone if what your job is to do is become a better person and to be there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, speaking of that soda thing, I remember being on set for Tacoma during the second season. There was a oh, point where, where Marcus came to set with the soda oh, and no. came over to me and was like, man, I got to have this. It's, <laughs> we're, it's a late night. I go, bro, you, it, it's yeah. not for me. <laughs> Fucking enjoy it. Like, like let you, it's like, yeah. it's for you, man. And I know that you do what you need to do to, you know, to, to, I'm not going to shake my head. I'm no place to but, judge but do you see that? Do you see that antidote there of like how I immediately wanted to put that pressure on you of, <laughs> and, and we, we do it unknowingly. Yes. We just, we just want to dump our shit on somebody to say like, because we see the reflection of ourselves in other people. Right. So yeah. therefore it's like, absolve me of this absolve yeah, yeah. me of my guilt absolve me of my pain absolve me of of this thing that i don't want to feel right now and right. it's like you don't need that absolve tell, yourself. tell me it'll be okay to drink the soda and i'm okay. like it is okay 
But yeah. you don't need to hear okay. that from me. You need to hear that from you or fucking enjoy it. Drink it and just go like, fuck, man, that was good. <laughs> that was fucking good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild on the white side of things is like they like the white fragility and all that stuff. Like it's all it's all real. <laughs> you know, like all we're just like all white people are just trying to say like I, not me. Right. Everybody just wants to say not me. And it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, it's nah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like you get all scared when you hear stuff like white supremacy and you're like, I've been upholding white supremacy. And it's like, yeah, man, it's all I, you know, because I have some friends that are just, you know, they're constantly saying I'm not racist. I'm not racist. And it's like, yeah, you you are, man. And stop. Don't waste your energy on that. Just fucking try to do at least that's what I'm doing. I don't know. Try to try to do something. Try to have some talks. Try to, you know, get involved in a way that makes sense to me, like you were saying, Marcus. And but um, but yeah, there is definitely. (laughs) like like, please please make me feel better yes it's so it's so real man it's so real it's tough reminds me of uh, the leftovers when that dude was giving hugs and making everybody feel better y'all remember that did y'all watch no i haven't is it great though everybody everybody says it was awesome it's for me it's the type of show that's for me they made that that show for me i don't know about anybody else that show was fucking great man and i love that dude uh uh justin thoreau no, no, the, the uh, creator, the um, oh, um, Neil, Neil, uh, no, not Neil, uh, Peter Berg was the director. No, no, uh, the did he do the, Six Feet Under or something? The dude that did Lost, the the Lost, Damon, guy. Damon, Damon yeah. Lindelof, yeah, Lindelof, Damon Lindelof, that's right, yeah. Lindelof. Trish loved that show and she started watching it I, a couple of episodes in, and I was like, Oh, what is this? And she was like, I'm already in it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was just like, you either catch up or you shut up at this point. And I was like, okay, well, have fun. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I need something yeah. good. I, I think it's certainly worth it. Uh, you know what I mean? I think that like watching the show, I don't think necessarily, I don't think Watchmen was trying to make a statement or anything in terms of like what they did with that show, but they certainly did make a statement with it. And, and they said something with that show. I think that's a good show to watch. Um, that sort of comes in with these ideals, also of, you know, because I, I I talk about this too. Like, it's weird, man. I got I got this thing where I'm on two battlefields, right? And one battlefield of being black, and you know, and, and black problems and, and things you deal with of being a black person, and it just is like everybody's on that field right now. Everybody's trying to run that ball and it's just like all right you know what i can't this is a little oversaturated for me so then i go over that human side right where i'm thinking about the abundance of us all and how we're all connected and you know uh uh the 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 ups and downs of life and why am i here and purpose and all this kind of stuff that you know like that that's on the human battlefield that you just got to deal with outside of the bullshit you know so it's it's just a it's it's such a weird thing, man. But I I think what what's important is that I I I'm able to know which battlefield I'm on in the moment, mm-hmm. and then I can take whatever is going on for me there and take it to the other one. So now I'm all over here talking about like, you know, hey, you know, growing patience for myself, growing into my gratitude and how to lose my anger about things, and and, and I'm gonna take that over to that black battlefield once everything dies down in a way that, you know, like everybody's not going to be screaming at the same time. And, and my voice becomes even more valid because 
I'm still in this space <laughs> and everybody else got to go back to whatever it was, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I look at that as like a very like, okay, this is, I'm harnessing this human side, man. I'm learning these different things that I need to like, um, uh, watching the, the, um, I don't know if y'all watched midnight, the midnight gospel yet with, uh, Duncan Trussell, but, uh, that mm-hmm. dude is, I, I fucking love the stuff that they were talking about on that show. And it's very human things. Like they deal with everything that, mm-hmm. that is very unique to the human experience. But I think that like, I would like to know how do I apply that over into my battlefield of being black? Because yeah. I, I know it's beneficial, but how, how do I do it? So I, I've been studying that and reading it and trying to understand like, okay, man, like when it comes down to it, like just in a human level, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? And then once I add this thing of like, you know, being black and the complexities of like what that history has brought to us up to this point, because we were all going to talk about blackness before slavery. You know what I mean? We always talk about blackness, like after the ships and yeah. literally what we talk about before that is just like, you know, uh, Mansa Musa, like all the gold, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, royalty and, and riches. And, and it's, it, it, and it's nothing like so specific, at least mainstream wise, there's, there's plenty to be learned, but mainstream wise, there's, there's no real like lineage to go back to before slavery for people. So you got to really dig deep or know what it is that you're looking for in order to find that thing, especially for black Americans. So it's, 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 it's a little bit of a lost feeling too, um, in it all. I kind of lost what I was the point. No, but that's that's that like white supremacy too, where there's no there's no blackness in absence of white. You know, it's like only in your relationship to white people do we talk about it or study it in the United States. Where it's yeah. just like there's this like fucking crazy rich, amazing, and so much to be said. But it's yeah. not you know it doesn't you know in the school you know even when the intentions are good, it's still not it's still reductive of the experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it's, I asked my daughter, I was like, you, uh, you learn about Malcolm X in school. And she was like, no, like we didn't talk about Malcolm X. And I, I was like, damn, what have I been doing, man? Trying to rely on an American school system to teach my daughter about why <laughs> black people are in the place they are today. Like basically Martin Luther King is used as a weapon against us to keep us like, docile and down and you know in that place of where i'm counting my gratitude to kind of subside my anger white people use dr martin luther king against me to say well what would he do right now yeah and i was like well publicly he would probably turn the other cheek but behind closed doors if you spit on he probably beat your ass (laughs) yeah so you know like just just know that cameras were rolling back then too and people were celebrities back then and they had to keep a certain you know, posture about themselves. So don't don't for a minute think that Martin Luther King was this sort of docile Negro to just slap up and and say that he was so peaceful. It was like, no, nah, he did that because he knew what his destiny was. Right. And a big part of that, he needed Malcolm X in order to get that message across. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, like whenever you talk about Malcolm X around people, they get nervous because it's like you talk about, you know, Malcolm X never talked about like doing evil shit to, to white people. He just talked about not being an idiot. 
Don't let somebody slap you in the face and then turn your face for them to slap you again. Cause they will. Yeah. So I, I think that that was, that was something that I find interesting that, you know, Malcolm X isn't taught in public schools or, or not public school. My daughter didn't go to public school, but he's not taught in schools to, you know, to a majority of, of white students. Like what, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid to teach your children about Malcolm X for? He, if anything, he talked about common sense and people should read. I think that should be a big reading for people is the autobiography of Malcolm X, because that, you know, that really describes blackness in, 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 in a very extraordinary way. Cause he has a very extraordinary story. Um, and that experience is something that I think can be felt universally. Uh, so yeah, man, Malcolm X, that was a big point. That one I could tell you it's pretty limited in uh, L.A. Unified public schools, at least. You know, my son goes to an L.A. Unified public school. Yeah. And school's fairly diverse, but um, there's not. And even with what's, what's been going on now, trying to, I mean, my kid's so, my kid's translucent. Like, he's the fucking whitest. <laughs> like, he's like, but I, I'm trying to talk to him about stuff. And he told me, he's like, it, I, it makes me sad. I don't want to talk about it. And I said, hey, yeah. well, well, you have to, you know, and you have yeah. to know, you have to at least know what's going on. And so, you know, just, and it's, it's, it's wild, like as a parent, you know, and you don't want to like bum your kid out, but it's just, I can't let him stick his head, head in the sand and pretend like this stuff isn't going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the, the thing too, that I, I stress to people that is so important that you will talk your ears off. You will talk your mouth off and you will talk someone's ears off and you will never change that person's opinion because that person has to listen to themselves as we've established in order to change. So I'm, I'm done in the business of trying to convince a grown person otherwise of something, right? Like that's just not going to happen. Like I've, I've gave that up a long time ago, (laughs) but children, man, I, I can tell you right now, it's nothing more important to me than setting the example for kids, man, Mm -hmm. for them to be able to look and say, all right, this is, you know, I can learn from this. This is a learnable moment. You know, my daughter, the, what I was saying earlier, you know, like I saw that net, uh, Amazon haul, he's like <laughs> free, uh, uh, you know, documentaries and movies and stuff up now that you could just watch. And I was like, and it was all the stuff that I watched when I was a kid that I was like, Oh, this, this is so cool, man. Like these documentaries, I remember watching them in social studies and stuff. And, and then my daughter, I was looking for a movie to put on for my daughter and my son, but, and, and at the moment, I was just so wrapped up in like, wow, they got everything. And I said, maybe we should watch something something like this. And my daughter immediately got like sad because she was like, oh, I, just, I just don't want to watch that. Like whenever I watch white people mistreating black people, it just makes me wish I wasn't black. <sighs> and I was just like, man, listen, you know, somewhere along the line, I messed up because my daughter at the age of six is not aware of the resiliency and the, 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 the resiliency and the, the power that she holds just because her skin is black, just because of the endurance that has been just added on year after year, generation after generation to so that we can be here now. Mm -hmm. Man, 
And so like now it's like, yeah. So that's what that's what got me on the track of like we finna we finna learn day. So every day, you know, I've been trying and I think that's something that's missing that I, I would love to partner with people on or partner with somebody on is creating like a cartoon that talks about these like these heroes to me in yeah. the black community that you know that that can that you can learn about with kids because most of the time unfortunately when i want to teach somebody about our heroes i gotta end up talking about how fucked up of a life they had <laughs> and how to end it in a fucked up murder or assassination yeah, as yeah. opposed to like and he died peacefully on his mountainside house that you know <laughs> <laughs> with a pipe in his mouth you know like I, yeah. I, it's always like no that motherfucker died in the pool of his own blood right but you know what? It, it, it got people off their ass it got yeah. people off their ass and it got them to like fucking like move when metgar evers got killed in uh, down south man it moved people mm-hmm. because there's no way that metgar ever should be dead they 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 moved people so yeah of course man like you know so I, but i would love to like create like a kid friendly cartoon that kind of like you know, it doesn't it doesn't shy away from the stuff, but it it, it makes a it makes the pill a little more swallowable, swallowable. Yeah, swallowable. Swallowable. Um, so yeah, man, I, I would love to do that. So if y'all know animators or something like that, man, send them my way. We can talk about some ideas. Yeah, man. Or use any of them puppets behind you, bro. Oh, bro, that's that's coming too, man. That's I know, coming. Too. I can't wait. Uh, I got a I got a thing that uh, I've been writing, uh, where you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna use the different puppets that uh that are gonna kind of be a part of my mind, man, and in the conversation that I want to have with people, and and in the conversations that I have had with people. I mean, I've I've listened to some I've listened to some bullshit in my life. I got I must say I have, <laughs> I've never. And I'm always like curious as to, because of my curious nature, I never want to cut somebody off. So no matter what it is they're talking about or what they're saying, I want to hear them out. I want to hear what it is that I have to learn. And I feel it in my body. Now, sometimes if you're talking really ridiculous, I can't listen to that shit. Right. <laughs> I'm not just going to sit there and listen to you talk crazy right. and expect me to go. But, you know, I can remember one time I was, uh, when I was working security at a hotel, and there was this white man, and he was drunk, and I had to take him to his room, and he talked about Appalachia and how the, the Appalachian man is the man who ultimately founded America. And the Appalachian man, and I did, I had no idea what that meant <laughs> until I looked it up and was like, oh, okay. Now, if I hadn't let that man talk, if I would have just told said, thought he was drunk and left him alone, I would never know that Appalachia was just another word for white people and white people who think they're superior. <laughs> I'm an Appalachian, you know. Yeah, that, that that's there's an attitude to being an Appalachian, wow. as opposed to as opposed to just being a white dude, you know. Like I'm an Appalachian, and that yeah. comes with yeah. history, you know. So it's a so I, I learn things like that, and I use it so that I can better understand the world that I'm navigating because I don't know everything, you know. Yeah, that's that Appalachian. That's interesting. I mean, there's even another step to that where you'll hear people like, I'm 4% Irish, 8% German, 10% Dutch. And I'm just like, you're white. Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't got to get all, I don't need to see the fucking pie chart. I mean, just look in the mirror, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm 16% Swedish, 14% Norwegian, 
And, and I guess be, personally, you know, it's interesting. Be able to like celebrate those those cultures and those differences. But here's my problem: is when you use that as yeah. an identity marker to compare to my identity. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go, well, you know, it's not. It wasn't easy for the Irish when they right. came to America. Fuck you! It wasn't easy for the Irish when they came to America. It may not have been, but guess what? Motherfuckers found a way. Yeah, and you believe that. If they didn't want to say they were Irish, they didn't have to say a motherfucking thing and people could just walk past them and right. go, okay. Yeah. Me, I'm out of the red hair, freckles, whatever. <laughs> right. They didn't have to walk around with it on, you know, yeah. for, for their life, you know. They didn't walk around with it for their life. Yeah. They hear about this stuff. Anyway. Crazy. Oh, man. But yeah. I love it, Marcus. Thank you so much for. Um, oh man, thanks for coming and doing this. It's good to see this. you again. I, I miss you. It's been a oh, while. Yeah, I know I'm excited that. for season two. Dude, the second half of it, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what it's supposed to happen sometime in July here, but it's July they're starting the second half. The second July half of the second July. season, but you know, you can yeah. you can watch the whole first season on on HBO Max if you've um, ponied up the money for that again. Man, I ponied up the money for it, but I think I will be unsubscribing soon. That is, I was like, this is it? This is all this is on Netflix. What am I doing? What they're and it's weird. They got like friends and stuff, yeah. some weird like network shows. Well, and, the thing yeah. is, is Netflix will lose all of that stuff soon. And you know, HBO Max will hold on to a lot of those properties. But yeah, you know. And and they'll have more. And if you have HBO Go or HBO whatever, like that, that means you automatically have it. So you can watch our show now. So if you, you know, signed up for any of that stuff, like you can watch the first season and the second season oh, will be started soon. Oh yeah. my, yeah, show's great. Uh, that felt good to be on the show that like brought so much laughter to people yeah. at the time when like fuck, dude, like people are going through it. Just just being human, people are going through it. And you create a show that kind of like allows people to just go, I can laugh. Thank you. Yeah. You guys, you guys went nuts second season. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. There's some, so, yeah. Absolutely. So fucking crazy. There's some just, crazy shit, man. Yeah. I'm Eugene and Marcus are awesome. You guys got to watch it if, uh, if you haven't caught up yet. And I'm excited for the second round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and this conversation never ends and it shouldn't end. And it won't, especially among us here. So, um, you know, anytime you, uh, Marcus, you want this platform again, like it's, you know, you're welcome to it because we love it. I mean, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to want on the Dumbbells episode to watch you do a puppet show, but I will say that I am part of it otherwise. (laughs) You definitely want to hear what this black cop you you want to hear it. you want to hear it. you want to hear of all the things that i could imagine would happen and how this episode would, would end i would never imagine <laughs> you fucking pulling out a puppet that's so funny i'll pull out a puppet of a black cop nonetheless yeah. <laughs> jesus oh, christ this white man like oh. <laughs> my god huh yeah diversity over here oh my god that's so funny you'll definitely be back you'll definitely be back here and whenever you want it or need it 
or yeah. like to be on it, you know, obviously. I'm welcome. back. We can do some workout stuff too. I feel, like, I feel like I should just come back for like a special segment, like each episode. Like there should be like a, like Marcus's corner. Like, and we're going to go over to Marcus's workout corner. And I was just going to scream Black Lives Matter. It's not <laughs> right. going to be any workout. It's yeah, like, done. like how they done. do on Family Guy. Like, now Ollie with the weather. It's going to rain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Hey>. Ollie. <laughs> I would. Uh, let's talk about that idea because I'm not against it. I'm One not day. against it. I'm not against it. Bell Babies, are you tired of credit card bills with high interest rates? Well, you should be ready to pay off your credit card balances and still start saving some money. Now is the time to be ready to do this. And I think you guys are. I think the Bell Babies out there listening are ready to not pay as much. What, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You guys, you need to get a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream and you could save thousands in interest. You yeah. get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Yeah. Okay? Now that's lower than the, the average credit card interest rate, which is over 19% APR. And the rate here is fixed. So they will never, it'll never go up for the life of the loan. And there's, there's no fees. Absolutely none. Yeah. And so what you got to do, you fill out an application online. It's quick and easy. It's hundred percent online. You don't have to talk to anybody and uh, you can get your money in your bank account as soon as the day that you apply. Right. So if you're in some trouble or you're way overpaying or you're anywhere close to that 90% APR, check it out. Maybe they, maybe you can save some money through Lightstream. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. And that's exactly what they deliver. So um, apply today to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. But the only way that you'll get this discount is if you go to lightstream.com slash dumbbells. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash dumbbells. Uh, right. And then also, as far as uh, testimonials here, we just wanted to read something to you guys. Uh Uh, So somebody wrote in and they said they heard about Lightstream on a podcast and was able to look on the website and get clear information. And the application process was quick and easy. All right. So take it from them. Take it from us. Check out Lightstream and you could save some money. Uh, Just know that this is subject to credit approval and rate includes a 0.50 auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash dumbbells for more information. All right, everybody, that is Marcus Henderson and a little bit of us sprinkled with us being assholes, (laughs) just like normal. That hasn't changed and that will continue. Normal shithead behavior from Um, us. Marcus being great. Yeah, we'll be shitheads as this continues and we'll we'll bring new episodes um, and uh, allow this platform to to be an opportunity to speak about everything uh, regarding the world today. And, uh, and we're happy that, uh, you are listening. We love the listeners that we have every single one equally. And, um, and, uh, if you have questions for us, um, please go ahead and ask us, uh, on all social media, we are at the dumbbells. Uh, if you want to send us an email, ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. If you want to, um, maybe ask, uh, future guests, something while we're talking to the guests you watch us live on youtube 
um, Tuesdays at 2.30 for an opportunity to interact with us in the moment and hopefully answer some things that um, you might have for that guest. Yes, for the people listening now, this is uh, our little extra on the podcast. Um, For everybody that joined us 2.30 and is getting a little, uh, 2.30 on Tuesday, getting a little double dose, uh, thanks for doing that. It's 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Right. And hang in there. You know, it might take us a couple of minutes to get started, but we all, we're, we're committed to doing it unless we tell you guys otherwise. So you can count on us being there. And uh, on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, myself and Eugene Cordero, that's right, mm-hmm. the Dumbbells, our wonderful guest today, Marcus Henderson, and everybody that's out there listening, we'd like to remind people out there to train dirty, eat clean and live in between. My brain went a little scrambled there. (laughs) I felt like I was messing something up. That was a HeadGum Podcast.